All right, what's popping, guys? This is the first ever episode of the Third Out Podcast. I'm Noah Witzke here with Bryson French. We got a pretty loaded show for you here today. You know, we're going to start off with a game. We're going to talk MLB trades. Trade deadline is tomorrow at 4. So, of course, there's going to be a whole lot more trades by then. But we got a pretty loaded show for you here. So we're going to start this show, guys, with a little game. There was a story that came out this past week that Javier Baez was interested in a $200 million contract. Now, the story was not confirmed by Baez. It wasn't really straight from his mouth. But the question did arise that he's hitting free agency soon. So are a lot of other shortstops, like Trevor Story. The question is, how much are these guys worth? So we're going to do a little game. I got a list of shortstops here. We're going to throw out some names, compare them to Javier Baez, and then see which shortstop that we would want on our franchise. So I think the stimulation for the game really is a five-year contract. This player versus Baez, see who we want. So my first shortstop on the list is Xander Bogarts. I think this one's kind of obvious. Um, Bogarts has just built up his career. He started as you know an average solid starting shortstop for the Red Sox, but has built himself from you know working through the all-star levels and becoming a starter this year, just really working his career in the right direction. Kind of the opposite of Baez, who jumped out to the hot you know MVP level to start out his career and then kind of moving in the wrong direction after that. So I think I would take Xander. How about you, Noah? Oh, this isn't even close. I mean, this is Xander Bogarts by a mile. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah, as you said, you know, he's kind of worked his way up. You know, Baez, you know, he did come out to the hot, hot start. You know, he won the World Series. You know, he's on top of the world. And then pretty much ever since then, it's gradually gone down. I mean, granted, he's had his good years. Yeah, he's been good. But, I mean, overall, th- there's not a shot that he gets $200 million. Bogart's progression has been working in the right direction uh, throughout his career, I think. A lot of key stats will point to that. He has the higher OPS, OPS+. plus. Uh, higher war throughout his career. Um, Strikeout's a big big problem for Baez. The only thing Baez has going in the long run over Bogarts is the defense. But my next shortstop, this is going to be a little trickier. I know you're a Yankees fan, Noah. This is going to, this is going to hurt you. But Glaber Torres. I, I still got, I, I got Torres here. Just, just from his potential standpoint of it, um, I mean, he's he's had his good years, you know, back in 19. I mean, he was playing great. Uh, you know, he had 20-plus uh, home runs. You know, he's having a down year this year. But overall, if we're taking for the next five years, just from a straight potential standpoint, I'm taking Torres. The interesting thing about Torres is the next five years are going to carry him through the high point of his career, through that 27-, 28-year-old years. Yeah, exactly. Where he's going to be the best. I do struggle though. The Cubs did give up Torres, right, to to stick yes, with Baez. It, yeah. Uh, so they obviously saw something there. Yeah, Torres was involved in the trade that the Chapman, right? yeah the Chapman trade that Chapman yeah. pretty much played a couple months to get a ring. Yep, yep. Um, Torres still higher higher average numbers throughout every year, really, except this year, um, offensively than Baez. Again, though, the defense is really bad. I think I'm going to have to make the interesting call here and say that I would take Baez over Torres. This is a close call. I'm, I think they're side-by-side side and really on very similar career paths. But Torres has had 
as many bad years now as he has good years, I think. Yeah. And it's becoming a little concerning as to what he's going to do. My next shortstop is Bo Bichette. Young guy, 23 years old, so a five-year contract. Not even going to really get him into the prime of his career, just get into the start of that prime there. Um, offensively, high batting average guy, high OPS guy, high war this year. Um, average defensively. What do you think, Noah? Uh, I think i gotta got to go with Yavi here for this one just because, you know, the youth of him, you don't really know what you're going to get. Uh, you know, he's working in the right direction. But, you know, with Yavi, you know what he's going to do um, or what he can do. Here, I, The youth just gets me on this one. And, again, I'm going to disagree with you here on this. I think I, I just like the hitting for average for a shortstop. He's been solid. Um, small sample size, but he is off to the same start that Torres has, that uh, Glaber started on, I think. Um, and we just haven't seen that downside from him yet. I would take my chances on that. Um, the next one, again, we're just moving through a lot of shortstops here, guys. This one is uh, Franco, number one prospect now in the league for the Tampa Bay Rays. 20 years old, so a five-year contract is not going to get him very far. Um, he's kind of struggled offensively, but again, so, I mean, what, 20, 30 games probably into his MLB career at this point? Yeah, if, if that. that, yeah. So, he's been good defensively, though. We know he's a well-rounded five-tool player. What you got, Noah? You know, this one, again, uh, just straight for the five years, I'd probably go uh, Yavi here. But for a whole career, if we're looking for a whole career, I'd probably go Franco here uh, just because, you know, he's number one prospect. He has so much potential. Um, yeah, the only thing is hitting just, just needs to get up there. Well, you know that takes with time i mean he's 20 years old he's younger than both of us so true. yeah i mean it's a close one here these last two ones are both are real close with for me uh just haven't seen enough of yeah i just haven't seen enough of them uh so i guess i gotta go yavi here okay i'm gonna go with you on this one go for javier um again just getting only only to that 25 year old range we don't know what franco's really got obviously a lot of number one prospects haven't really panned out but he's definitely special. He's above a lot of other number one prospects. So he's going to have a great career, but five years isn't a long time. I think Baez still has a lot left in the tank for that five-year period as well. Yeah, exactly. All right. Tim Anderson of the White Sox. All right. This is an interesting one because until I looked at him today, I did not really understand how young he was. He's only 22 years old. Hmm. Now he's, he's an older 22. But... He rookied in 2016, so he's been in the MLB a long time for his age. Um, career batting average and his batting average has been high. Um, he kind of started out the league. He kind of snuck in. Not a lot of people noticed him, and his last two years has taken off. But his career batting average is still really good at 285. His OPS plus career-wise is even better than Baez. He's got a 104, and Baez has a 103. Um, obviously, the past two years, again, have really boosted Anderson just playing insane the last two years um again defense just average yeah this one's this one's kind of close for me too grant you know i saw i've seen them both play in person uh you know me and you went and saw saw him play over in uh baltimore just a couple weeks ago and then i saw him play back you know 
uh, two years ago, right when he was starting to, you know, pick it up. So, you know, I think I got to go Tim Anderson here, you know, just from a consistency standpoint. Yeah, I think this is a, a younger Xander Bogarts type yeah, deal. Yeah, I totally agree with Just you moving in the right direction. This is where Xander Bogarts started his career. Um, obviously, Xander got the World Series off the bat, but Tim, I mean, he could get a World Series this year, but just moving in that right direction. Uh, the next one, this is an interesting one. I'm going to go out and throw out my opinion now. I don't think there's any chance he's better than Baez, but I thought some of these numbers were interesting. Uh, Mondesi for the for the Kansas City Royals here. He's been injured all year this year. Injuries are a problem for him. I just want to get your opinion, Noah, on what you think of shortstops who go for stolen bases rather than the home runs, like Javier. I don't know. I kind of like that. You know, I, you know, I kind of like just you know hitting. No, I mean, granted, I love you know you're gonna hit home runs. You know, go for it, man. But if you don't have the power to hit home runs. You know, like I don't really, I don't think Modesi does, but I mean, I think, I think uh, a guy that's yeah, gonna like lead it. the league in stolen bases every yeah. year, he's healthy the whole time. Yeah, so I don't think he's better than Baez, but I thought he was an interesting name to throw out there if we're talking about all the best shortstops in the league. Um, he's kind of young; he's 25. We need some more full seasons out of him, though. He's got to get healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. If he would stay healthy, you know, it'd probably be a little closer. Yeah. But granted, I don't think he hasn't played a full season in forever. It seems that sixty like. game season. I think he played last year. But yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's yeah, sixty six, games. Yeah, sixty games. I mean, when you're used to playing one hundred and eighty-two, yeah. I mean, it, that's a quite big of a drop off. I know there are a lot of expectations though for him. A lot of people think he's going to be really good when he does start playing full time when he gets healthy. Yeah, but being twenty-five years old, he's probably got you know five, six years left before he. Especially as a speedster, yeah. that's not as long too. But yeah, before he really needs to start staying healthy. Yeah. All right, the next one, this is kind of a similar deal to the last one. Um, no chance he's better than Baez next five years, but Anderson Simmons offensively has went from, you know, maybe average to terrible. But what do you think about the shortstops that are primarily defense, right? This, we know he's been one of the best shortstops defensively. How would you feel about having him on your roster right now? You know, I you know defense is something you always need to have. You know, no matter what sport it is, but I mean baseball especially. I mean you can't be letting the ball hit go right by you, especially when you're a shortstop. So you know, he always would have a spot on the roster. But I mean, also you have to you have to be able to produce on the offensive side. You know, at the plate. Um, but I mean, yeah, I definitely have bias here. But I mean, that's pretty much a given. Yeah, I think the, the the offensive numbers right now for Simmons are pretty unacceptable. The 227 average, the 592 OPS, those things are kind of unacceptable. But his career numbers, I think if he were in the average point of his career, a 267 average, a 689 OPS, those numbers you could get by with as a starting shortstop on a World Series contending team. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, he's just he's at 227 right now. I mean, he's Can't got that. Yeah, you you've got to be be way higher than that if you're starting. All right, another. This is kind of a Bogart situation. I just had to throw him on the list because we got to get everybody who's better than Baez on here. Carlos Correa. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think this one's pretty much a given with uh, Correa here, but I mean, coming up on free agency, I believe. Yes, yeah, so he he may be traded, too. 
No, they're contenders. They're they're World Series favorites, kind of in the AL. I guess that's true. I mean, this is uh, I I I love the OPS plus numbers for him. I mean, 133 this season, 127 career. Those are insane numbers. A 3.7 WAR this year, also insane. Also, a positive defensive run saved. A lot of the shortstops on this list haven't had positive runs saved. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think he might be the first one. I don't know that I have First since Baez. Baez yeah. does, and obviously Simmons. But yeah, Correa, I mean, this year, this year he's doing really well defensively. Could see him in that gold glove discussion, but I think we're going to come across a guy later, if I'm not mistaken, that's going to have a better shot at that gold glove. Yeah, and with Correa sitting there pretty much right at his career average, you know, at the plate at 272, his career is at 275. You know, yeah. he's he's getting getting the job done there. Um, I mean, of course, you always want a batting average higher, but I mean, I mean, uh, the not, OPS points out too that that batting average isn't going to waste. I oh mean, yeah, not at all. You got Javier Baez career at 777. And you got Correa here, career at eight thirty six. That's that's yeah, a that, marginal difference right there. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, another one. Next one. We're we're sitting in the AL West right now. This is interesting. J.P. Crawford for Seattle. Okay, not a lot of people have heard of him. He is master of defense right here. Um, he's hitting two seventy this year, so he's not doing too bad. He has the OPS in the seven hundred range. Um, nine defensive runs saved. When he gets to the end of this year, you average it all out. The most interesting stat I thought, though, about him was his war is identical to Javier Baez this year. 2.7 war for both of them. And so when you look at Javier Baez, is that a player that you're going to say, oh, he's going to win me as many games as J.P. Crawford? I don't know. I think that's, that's this one might be one of the toughest ones here we have on the list. Because nobody would have thought J.P. Crawford would yeah. be better than Baez. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at names, I mean, it's Baez by a mile. But if you really sit down and you look, you know, at the stats, you watch them both play, I mean, it's, this one's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take Baez. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take Baez too. But it's a whole lot closer than what people would think. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too, though, is this is a kind of a down year for Baez. We've kind of seen it, what, two, now two, maybe three years borderline for Baez being not his top-of-the-line production. This yeah. is J.P. Crawford's best year of his career, and I don't know that he's going to sustain it. But, that's, yeah, that's very true. But on a very, I mean, to put it in perspective, Javier Baez this year is playing like J.P. Crawford. Yeah. yeah. All right, I should have asked my Rangers friend how to pronounce this name, but we'll just call him Isaiah. Kiner Falafa, all right? He's 26 years old, obviously for the Texas Rangers. High average guy here. We're sitting 292 this year, 310 on a career average. Um, He really does struggle, though. His OPS is really low, so he's just kind of like a singles guy. Defensive master. I forgot that he was coming up when I was talking about J.P. Crawford. Um, J.P. Crawford had nine runs saved over the whole year. Um, Isaiah has 16. That's, that's I mean, 16. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that actually might be the highest on this list, most defensive run saves. Um, he came into the league, I believe, as like a third baseman catcher or a catcher first baseman, um, but has made the transition to shortstop, and he is saving his team defensively. I mean, Texas, they're going to get overlooked. And he's probably, he's 26. 
not a lot of people talking about him in the trade rumors, but he's an interesting story. Also, just like J.P. Crawford, an identical 2.7 war, identical to Javier Baez. Yeah, I mean that's pretty interesting. I didn't realize there. Uh, I didn't realize that was the same there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm still probably gonna take Yavi here. Yeah. But I mean, hmm, that's pretty interesting. I didn't realize. I think that. he's gonna put together a career. I think you gotta oh, start yeah. paying attention to that now. And we just got a little bit of breaking news. Um, depending on what day you are hearing about this, this may not be as breaking, but this literally just buzzed on my phone. Uh, Indians manager Terry Francona is stepping down, or stepping aside, not down, uh, for remainder of season for health reasons. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's so, pretty interesting here. That's uh, DeMarlo Hale is going to take his place for the current time. Um, I was going to save my Indians prediction for next week, but I will give you a little inside. I have an Indians fr- friend who I was talking to the other day said they are they're basically out of it. They're giving up on the season what eight games back there are a lot of eight a lot of teams that are eight games back that should not give up that are really in the race still but indians fans not really feeling it their team's not looking good now they lose their coach Hmm. Uh, yeah that's a that's a rough blow yeah that's that's gonna walk us right into this next one because our next shortstop is lindor i'm a huge lindor guy i mean i'm taking lindor here um you know, I just I've seen him play several times. You know, when he was up in Cleveland, and then I saw him play a couple months ago against the Padres and at City. And I don't know. I'm just a huge Lindor guy. I mean, the way I, he's having a down year this year, but I mean, overall, I mean, I, I think Lindor's way better than Yavi is. Um, I don't know that it's way. It, I, yeah, I wouldn't this, say before, way. Before but. this year, I would have given you way. Um, this year, they're both having bad years, and Lindor's bad year is worse than Baez's bad year. Um, he's a year younger. I just there's so many guys. Like I still feel like Baez is really young. But looking down through this list, we've had maybe like Andrelton Simmons has been our only guy older. I think. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so many guys are younger than Baez, so he's 27. Um, I'm obviously taking Lindor here. Um, the career numbers are just way higher. Um, one thing I'd like to point out, rookie year was one year after Baez, but he has more career home runs, 10 career home runs more than Baez. Yeah, Not hitting many home runs this year, but it's still 10 more. Would have been 20 more if you don't put in this year. Yeah, Lindor, yeah, he he definitely can can hit home runs. There was a, there was a year, I think it was the year that, they went to the ALCD, yeah, the championship series. I mean, yeah, well, they, they beat the, the Yankees. Yeah. Cubs. yeah, I mean, they just he went off that year. Yeah, I think you look across his whole stat line, and every stat is better than Baez in the career category. This year, an outlier. They're both having really bad years, but I would take Lindor, and I'm. It's not by a large margin. I think he. I think Lindor is below Correa and Bogarts right now. He could be he could be above Bogarts normally, but not right now. Yeah, I totally but, agree with but, you. There. But better than Baez though. So, all right, next one. Um, two two names that I thought people might get offended if I didn't throw out here are uh, Didi DeGorius and uh, Dansby Swanson. But I don't think there's a whole lot to discuss right here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a I'm a Didi guy, you know, being a Yankees fan, but I don't think it's close. Yeah. 
Uh, clearly, uh, Yavi there. I mean, he's. My interesting fact about D.D. Degorius was he was the only player I looked at that had a negative war. All right, so that's that's terrible. Um, the reason I brought in Dansby is I, I want to kind of throw out our current situation. Our current situation is we're looking at, right, five years, same amount of money. Yes. Dansby Swanson, though, Dansby Swanson you could get for a lot less money, and I would be content having him on my roster, I think, if, if I were looking to save money because – I think you're going to get a good bargain with him. For his, his level of play is not the worst. Yeah, I'll go with you there. I mean, he's definitely not better, but he's definitely not somebody I'd be like, oh, no, I don't want him on my roster. Yeah. So I figure he would – I had to throw him out here on this list at least. All right, my computer spazzed out on me. All right, we're back. Um, the next one for the next couple of days, maybe, if he makes it that long, a Washington National, Trey Turner. Um, I didn't realize I, I still feel Trey Turner is in the same boat as Javier Baez. I still look at them as being like rookies, like they're so young. Yeah, I ha- I didn't realize he was twenty eight years he's old. Twenty eight. He's I think he's an old twenty eight if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean it feels like yeah it feels like last season he was coming in as a rookie. I Holy thought he cow. was like around the age of Soto. I thought he was like rookie the year before that before Soto. Did Soto come in in sixteen? Soda's. I thought Soda was like eighteen. Yeah, Soda was. A, he's the same age as us, I believe. Maybe a year younger. So I think he came in. He came in in eighteen, because his rookie year it was with Harper. Yeah, yeah. His rookie year, I think, was Harper's last year because I saw, I saw him play in uh, in Wrigley okay. after the after we graduated in eighteen. So anyway, Turner's been there since fifteen, though. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but honestly, an awesome career, a career 300 hitter, 320 this season. Um, one thing I love about him is the dual threat of home runs and stolen bases. Um, Javier Baez kind of holds that, but I think Turner just does it better. Um, the higher stolen base numbers, the OPS, I mean, we're looking at hundred points better. I mean, like this year, Baez is 773 and Turner's 887, like, that is huge. OPS plus, I think Turner's got the highest OPS plus this year and career at all the guys we're looking at. 146 this year, 121 career. I mean, those are some insane numbers. A four war. I mean, but, and um, I hear a lot of people trashing his defense, but he's not doing terrible. He's average defensively. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely could use work defensively, but I mean, he's not horrible i mean career he averages two runs saved a year i mean we've we've looked at guys like bogarts that have negative runs saved so like yeah he's not the worst defensive option here yeah it's not even close yeah all right here is an interesting one and this one for the brewers is willie adamas now adamas started with tampa bay really struggled with tampa bay and a lot of his season numbers are a little lower because of his early struggles he has absolutely caught fire with the Brewers. The Brewers speak very highly of him. They've even called him their MVP. Um, he's 25 years old, so a real youngster. Um, just a spark plug type player. The OPS plus is over 100. I mean, like even this year, like he may be hitting 255 this year, but he started out slow and has jumped to 16 home runs now, and great defensively. We're looking at 10 runs saved a year defensively. What do you think about him? 
Yeah, this one, I think, you know, with the five years, I mean, I think it's got to be, it's got to be him. I mean, it's got to be, got to be Willie there. Um, I mean, it, I think it, a lot of people may be like, whoa. Yeah. But, I mean. I feel like this is a controversial pick, but yeah. I'm joining you on it. Yeah, I mean, I think just with the age, you know, and the numbers he's put up so far. 25 years old, yeah. Yeah, I think it's got to be Willie. I think he's got a streaky career. Um He's kind of moved around a little bit, but it seems like whenever he gets in a situation of like having to help a team reach the playoffs, he becomes a spark plug. Um, yeah. The Rays spoke very highly of him when they started getting into the heat of things last year, and he kind of just dies off in the regular season, like early on when it doesn't really matter. Like yeah, I, that's when he struggles. But, yeah, but I mean, a lot of players do that too. I yeah. mean, a lot of players don't have great regular seasons, and then. But I don't think I've ever seen like a switch like this guy. Yeah, that's just true. like turn it on so much when it matters. All right, here's another guy having a rough year, Paul DeYoung. This this is uh he's having a rough go this year. He still has the higher op- or sorry no, um, he doesn't have much this higher than Baez. He is solid defensively. Um, 27 years old, so it's about the same age. Lower production, basically everywhere, but just it's, it's real. It's really close. There's a lot of numbers here that are exactly the same. Um, I'd like to point out, like the OPS, are like they're within 15 points of each other career-wise. OPS plus is perfectly the same career-wise. I mean, career averages are very similar. Just a lot of similarities between these two. I think Baez is better. Oh yeah, but I think people don't realize maybe how close it is. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of these that you know you would just look by straight names like oh it's Yavi easy. Yeah. But when once you really look into it, like oh this is a lot closer than yeah. than you would think. But yeah, I got Yavi here, not easily, but. And then the question we're gonna come to at the end of this discussion is like, okay, take the five years, same amount of money out of it put it in terms of you can customize the contract to whatever you want. You can save a lot of money on these guys. Like Paul DeYoung had one of the most interesting contracts, I think. Six years, so that's a long-term deal. $23 yeah. million. That's like no money. Yeah. For a six-year deal to get a solid shortstop. So if you're a manager out there and you're trying to come up with a solid shortstop for not a lot, you got options. Um, next one, I would have said it would be easy last year. Not so much this year. It's Trevor's story. Um, 28 years of age, so they're the same age. Um, he's struggling this year. His batting average is lower. He's got very few home runs. His OPS is a little below bias even this year. Uh, just a lot of things really struggling this year. His war is only 1.5. Um, good defender. Give him that much. But I think... Career numbers, he's just bounced around over and above bias in different categories. I think this is I I am a big story fan, but I think this is like as close to a tie as we may have. Yeah, this one's pretty close. Another guy who's uh who's on the trade block that yeah. we'll ha- that we'll talk about later. Um yeah, this one's pretty close. Um, you know, I'm a big Trevor Story fan. Um but I think I gotta go uh bias here. Um I mean, I mean just you're going by. I'm. I'm going to switch yeah. you. I'm going to go story here. I mean, it's it's a really close it pick. It this yeah. You're right. This one probably is the closest we've had. You know, in the discussion, we've had we've had a lot of close ones, but this one I think is maybe we're coming off as biased haters here. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm generally not a fan of them. I mean, I'll just I'll just be honest. <laughs> but I mean, it 
It's pretty close. I gotta go with Baez. Here, I mean, though. walking into this, if I had to customize my team, Trevor Stories would be one of the guys that I just jumped on and oh want. yeah. But looking at his stats a lot closer, with his struggles this year, but also like, I mean, his career numbers are are really good. I mean, the 860 OPS is the biggest plus he has on Baez. I mean, his career numbers are better than Baez all all around, which is kind of why I went with him. But it is it is really close here. I don't think you can sleep on that. Um, the next one, we're going to keep going in the NL West, our last division here, is Corey Seager. He's injured this year. I think he's out for the year at this point. Yeah, he, uh, he was on my fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the IL pretty much all year. Yeah. He's one of those players I can't drop because he was one of my top picks. Oh. Nobody's going to trade for him either. Uh, so it's kind of just uh, sitting there on my bench. Did you get Josh to trade for him? Uh, no, I kind of burnt my bridges there with Josh. Uh, <laughs> back in uh, fantasy football. Yeah. Well, I do think, though, Corey Seager, though, is the better sh- shortstop. We have a lot of higher numbers career-wise. We have a higher average, significantly higher OPS, higher OPS plus, higher um, – excuse me, a lower defensive um, run saved. Not the best defensive option, but the offense here is massive. I'm going to take Seager. Yeah, I would take Seager as well. The only thing that I have that would make me question that is uh, the ability to stay healthy. You know, Seager's had, he hasn't had a ton of trouble staying healthy, but he's had... It's been there. Yeah, it's definitely been there. Yeah, okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I mean this next guy in uh, Tatis though. Yeah, that that's the this one might be the I easiest keep saying one on the list. It's the easiest one. It's the easiest one, but this one actually might be the easiest one. Um, I, I'll, I'll just run through the numbers that are higher. You've got a higher average. Got a higher home runs and stolen bases. You've got a. Hi- I mean, this is the only guy with an OPS over one this year at shortstop. That's uh, insane. Anytime a guy has an OPS that's one point something, they're automatically like winning the conversation of whatever you're doing 977 on the career obviously this year has made up the majority of his career so that's kind of carrying that but like i mentioned the who was it had a 140 ops earlier ops plus excuse me tatis has a 180 and a 163 career like that yeah insane i I think our next highest war was four games this is a five game war um my major, major downfall with him is a massive defensive run saves negative. Yeah, there. that is true. but It's not enough of a downside, but it is yeah, a downside. Yeah, uh, I mean, Tatis, I mean, it's not even close, in my opinion. I mean, we both saw Tatis play in uh, D.C., yeah. you know, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, and it, yeah. And I, again, I'm going to clarify, it seems like we're putting a lot of guys over Baez, and like we're really hitting on him. We're not counting. We're not cu- having conversations about a lot of the guys that are worse than Baez, though. Like there are a lot of guys like uh, Freddie Galvis out there that we're not even discussing. Um, we're only discussing the best shortstops just to try to get a number of Baez is the blank best shortstop in the game. So we only have one shortstop left, though. Um, this is an interesting one, and I think his age is going to kill him because all factors except for age, he would win this, and it is Brandon Crawford. Um, uh, his rookie year back in 2011. He's 34 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Um, five years from now, he'd be 39. I think this is the definition of what you want at a shortstop. Like, it's the closest thing that we've had to, like, um, 
just a solid everyday shortstop. His offensive numbers have been decent, not great, like a solid like middle of your lineup late hitter, or maybe lead off in his good years. Defense, he's the best defensive shortstop in the game though. Like I grew up knowing that if I wanted to work on defense, I would watch him because he made every play that he needed to make. And he's just become a staple of the MLB that a lot of people overlook because he's on the West Coast. He's for the Giants. But if, if it weren't for the 34-year-old age and a five-year contract putting him at 39, I would take him. But I wanted to point him out. I also want to give him a lot of props because he's having the best year of his career maybe this year. He's always been the best defensively at shortstop, but this year he's become one of the best offensively too. Yeah, he's way above his average, you know, at the plate hitting every uh, category. Yeah, two eighty six, uh, career at two fifty two. Uh, I mean, home runs he's having eight. He has eighteen. That nine oh nine OPS is insane. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just about what I was getting ready to say. That nine oh nine. I mean, that's his career is a seven twenty one. That's a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, that's huge right there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that is all of our shortstops. So we're going to count them up now. We're going to see how many are better than Vaya. So we got Tatis. We got Seager. We were split on stories. We're not going to count him. We got Willie. We actually took. We got Trey Turner. Lindor. That's five. Correa, six. Anderson seven. We have split on Bill and Glaber. Uh, so we took Xander. So Javier Baez is the ninth best shortstop in the league, in our opinion. And there's a couple that we split. We may put him at tenth. We may, you know, you put yeah, and a lot Glaber of them, up there, and I put um, yeah, and Bell a lot of them were pretty close. At least in my opinion, they were close. And again, these are the best shortstops in the league. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about Freddie Galvez and those guys. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't talk about all thirty-two. We didn't didn't have time for it. I mean, we talked about a lot. I mean, we probably talked about. I think we went over about twenty, probably. Yeah, yeah, we went about twenty. So I mean, he's definitely yeah. top third. Yeah, top third for sure. But he's gonna be in that all-star, I think, range above average oh. range oh, every yeah. year. Yeah, he'll be in the all-star conversation every year he plays. But, you know, that's our game here. Uh, you know, uh, I hope you enjoyed it here. My last stat, I had the one thing, the trump card on Baez, that I didn't pull out. He leads the league in strikeouts this year. We went, we went a whole segment and almost didn't bring up talking about Baez leading the league in strikeouts. But Oh, yeah, I totally forgot that. Yeah. So, anyway, 10th best. I think uh, he can get a good contract at 10th best because everybody needs a shortstop, so... Oh yeah, he'll for sure. He's gonna be on a playoff team. He's gonna get a good contract. Yeah, he'll get a good con- a good contract, but there's no way he's getting two hundred million dollars. But granted, he may not want hundred two hundred million dollars. Yeah, that, that was not that's confirmed. Ju- yeah, that's just a rumor here. But all right, that's uh, that's all our shortstops we're gonna go over here. Next, we're gonna talk some trade rumors. All right, guys, our next segment here is going to be uh, MLB trades. Uh, we got a lot of trade rumors here. We got a lot of trades that have already happened. Uh, we're going to talk about our buyers and sellers here. Is you know, there's a lot of teams that are going to be selling this uh, this trade deadline. You got the Nats. That's they said everybody but Soto is available. You got the Cubs. It's pretty much just trying to clean house of that uh, World Series team. You got the Rockies trying to get rid of Story because they're afraid it's going to leave. Leave uh, the Rangers. You know they're giving up a lot of people. The Twins, D-backs. All those teams are sellers here and. 
I know, granted, I don't blame them. Yeah. One thing I think that's uh, really interesting that we haven't seen a lot of is we have seen teams try to move into buyer range a lot earlier than we ever have before. Like, yeah, like the Cubs. Moving into like a rebuild phase way earlier than anybody ever thought. Like, the Cubs, normally, if a team had that roster, they would try to push through and keep it going and like bring it back again. Same thing with the Twins. Same thing with the Nationals. But we are seeing these teams really just try to jumpstart the whole rebuild process by like cleaning house when they actually have a lot of assets in hand. And that's I think that's brilliant, honestly. Um, if they wait for like these players to leave in free agency and like deteriorate deteriorate over time, they're not going to get anything in return. So yeah, that's uh, moving very tr- moving early is a good idea. Yeah, that's very true. And a lot of and it's new. Not a lot of teams have done that. Yeah, and especially with all this these early. all these deals expiring at the end of this year. I yeah. mean, all we looked before the show started, all those Cubs players, you know, Yavi, all those contracts. Rizzo, lined up. I wonder Bryant. if they did that on purpose because like they I mean, signed everybody through this year. Yeah, I think it was kind of after they won that World Series, they were like, all right, we got X amount of years to run it back, and if we don't, we're going to have to start trading them, which, I mean, it makes, se- makes sense, but it doesn't make sense at the same time to have your whole core guys all on one roster or all on one timeline. timeline. I mean, it definitely makes sense from a winning standpoint, but once these contracts are up, I mean, you can lose five – guys all at once i do think it makes sense though not to come across a year and then just all of a sudden your shortstop has a is hitting the free agent market you lose your shortstop and you're no longer a world series contender but all you're stuck with all your other guys so i do think it is kind of smart to book it all the same timeline i wonder if we're going to see more teams try to start doing that get guys that are the same age get guys contracts to the exact same year oh getting guys the same age i think is totally is really smart i mean I think the the Cubs definitely have a smart idea going, but I don't know if I would want to lose, you know, every, all those guys all at one time though. Especially this early. Yeah, especially this like early in their the, career. They were in the playoffs last year. They were World Series champs. I guess it's becoming a long time ago at this point. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't too long ago. No, it wasn't. I mean, and especially with the group of guys that they have. I mean, they've lost people off that team obviously because it was you know seven years ago. They kept a solid amount yeah, of but their they core kept, players. Yeah, they kept the core guys like Yavi, Bryant. I would, I would like Rizzo. to bring up that a lot of these guys have hit their peak after they won the World Series. Like Baez, he had his MVP level year after the World Series. That's very Ian true. Happ came to like almost an MVP level. Like I can't believe people were talking about Ian Happ as an MVP, and that came years after the World Series. Like yeah, that's they true. they have found new players very well, despite you know this whole thing of believing they need to rebuild that they're going to do now. Yeah, and while we're on the topic with the Cubs here, uh, I mean, they've already sold a little bit with uh, Rizzo going to the Yankees. Yep. Uh, so they got one player down. They just got Kimbrell, Baez maybe. He hasn't really been known on the trade block, but, I mean, if they're all if they're all on the trade block, he's got to be there. Yeah, I did hear about him in the Mets. Yeah, so. Which Mets, where are they going to stick him? Lindor. Yeah, I mean, I guess knows. he could move. You know, I mean, he somebody could to play, base there. Yeah, play third or something like that. But the Mets do have a pretty even lineup, though. Like I think they got, you know, they're they're good at second. They're good at third. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt to move one of those guys elsewhere, though. But you know. Yeah, and then Chris Bryant. There, I mean, there's rumors him going everywhere. I mean, they got everybody wants Chris Bryant. Yeah, they right? got 20, 30 teams calling him. I mean, yeah, it's not got, very often you get a player this good on the trade block. Oh no, I mean. 
who knows where he's going to land. You have Bryce Harper batting with a with his bat the other night, trying to hint that he's coming to you know Philly. You know you had the Yankees wanting him. Uh, you have the Rays wanting him. I mean, either he's going to go to a contender and hopefully you know be what they need to get him over the hump there. But yeah, I mean, even if I weren't a contender, I would think about. Maybe not trading him because you're only going to get him through the yeah, rest, get him this year, for the like, rest of the year. When he hits the free agent market, everybody's going to want him. Yeah. Like, even the non contender teams, they're going to want Man, He's definitely going to be a guy that gets a huge contract there. And then uh, you got Kimbrell there. I mean, everybody, everybody kind of wants him as well. Everybody needs a reliever. You never, I mean, you never have too many relievers. Even the teams with good relievers want Kimbrell. Yeah. I mean, so it's uh, hard to predict where those guys are going to go. Yes, I mean, I'll tell you a team that needs uh, pitching, and that's the Yankees. Yeah. Giving up 14 runs today. Yep. yep. But yeah, that'll take us on to our next team here is the Rockies, trying to get rid of Story here. You know, a lot of people had him linked to New York, but with that Rizzo trade, it kind of knocked him out of that. Yeah, between Gallo and Rizzo. Yeah. I mean, we think the Yankees might focus pitching here, not, they're they, not going back. back. They've got if he's focused on pitching. I mean, they've got position players. They've got hitting. You know, they got their lefties that they needed. Now that they got to go after pitching. Yeah. Which Marquez, I haven't heard him linked to the Yankees, but he is a good pitching option on the market. Um, I have heard him linked to the Brewers, though. Um, the Brewers rotation, though, what do they need? Because the Brewers rotation is, I think, the best in the league. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the Bre- everybody needs pitching. But I don't think the Brewers need it. <laughs> the Brewers don't. I mean, yeah, the Brewers don't need any pitching. I mean, a bullpen piece wouldn't hurt them, but they don't. They got the best starters in the league. Um, oh, easily. Yeah. So as far as desperation of going for pitching, there are so many other teams. We're gonna look through a little later that that just need starting pitching. Um, yeah, that'll take us down to the D-backs. Yep. So Escobar has left. He went to the Brewers. Um, we had originally heard that the White Sox wanted him, but the Brewers got him. Uh, just another solid offensive piece. I'm a big Escobar fan. Uh, yeah. Now that he's in my division as a Cardinals fan, I may not be much as much of a fan, but I'm a big. I was a big Escobar supporter. I always liked the D-backs. I always feel that they don't get the appreciation they deserve there on the West Coast. They get overlooked a lot, but it's good to see him go to a contender. I think he's going to help them out a lot. Um, there were rumors Peralta might leave. This is kind of a smaller story. Um, you know he's not not as many people know a lot about Peralta. He's had not his greatest year, but he's definitely an offensive piece that you know any contender, especially if you're looking for an outfielder, Braves fan. This may be your piece. Not the biggest uh, defense. I mean, he's not bad defensively, but you know he's gonna get the job done offensively. Astros also also could use an outfielder. Kentel um, Marte now. This is one they've kept really quiet. They have not Yeah, I've not heard a lot him. about him at all. Um, this would be, I think a lot of people would be really shocked if they traded him because he's kind of like their future. But, I mean, we're seeing the Cubs, you know, offer Bryant. Why not Marte? He could, he could leave. Um, I mean, you got to believe that teams are at least calling the Diamondbacks trying to get him. Even if oh, the Diamondbacks, yeah. Diamondbacks aren't going to budge, t- teams want him. Yeah, I mean... Calling doesn't hurt. I mean, you can call, and what's the worst they can say? No. Yeah, any team would be stupid not to go for Marte, I think. Even though, I mean, he's not having a bad year this year, but he's not having the year he had 
in the past. But he's he's a great player, one of my favorites. Especially again, like I said, I like those D backs. Um, the Twins, another interesting story. I think they were kind of in the boat of the Cubs. I mean, they hadn't made it as far in the playoffs. They'd had their playoff struggles, but yeah, I mean, they, they had a contender roster. Everybody thought. Yeah, I mean they they've had solid years. Uh, I mean, solid years. They've made it. And they've won games in the playoffs. They couldn't get over the hump, but I mean, yeah, they're selling. They selling got, a little bit here. They got a lot of starting pitching to yeah, to they, sell. Yeah, that's Wait. and there are a lot of people trying to buy starting pitching. So yeah, they sh- they should be able to get some pieces back for uh, for some, for a couple pitchers here. Yeah, um, interesting. They have Josh Donaldson, who's a little bit older too. I'm not a big Josh Donaldson fan, but a lot of people, I'm sure, are looking for a nice little third base bat, you know, never hurts. And it seems like Donaldson always gets, you know, to be a big discussion piece this time of year. Um, yeah, he, it seems like every trade deadline his name's top, popped up in talks. Yeah. Um, another interesting story for the Twins, maybe not so much a trade rumor, but Byron Buxton rejected his extension offer. Um, yes. you got to think the Twins are not going to – want to get rid of him but it sounds like maybe he is not as happy with them as they are with him yeah that will be uh that'll be interesting to see how that that unfolds and maybe they'll probably be listening to trade offers from him up until four o'clock tomorrow now yeah so the next step is the rangers um last night joey gallo got taken care of he went to the New York Yankees. I had him written down as the top prospect for him was the Blue Jays. That did not work out. Yeah, I mean, uh, a couple couple days ago before that, we were uh, we we're planning MLB the show, and I had mentioned uh, he's on the training block, and he linked the the Mets. So his name's been tossed around a little bit. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, th- I this might be pr- my favorite trade so far that's happened is a gala to the Yankees. Yeah, I also, again... I th- it's a perfect for both sides, I feel like. Yeah, again, I'm a big fan of those teams that get over past there in the West. And the Rangers have a lot. I mean, they don't have a lot. They have nothing going for them really right now. And no. Gallo is just an interesting swing. I'm not sure he works so well, but the, the Yankees lineup has enough pieces to where they can surround him and not you know have to worry about his massive strikeout rates, I think, with the amount of offense they have. So he's a good piece. I think the more interesting piece for the Rangers that not many people are talking about is Gibson. This is, again, going back to it, so many contenders need starting pitching. Gibson is, I think, possibly being overlooked as the best starting pitcher on the market right now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty – I agree with that now since uh, Schwarzer has already been dealt or pretty much pretty close to being dealt. Padres, right. Yeah, yeah, going to the Padres. We'll probably talk about that here in a couple minutes. But, yeah, I agree with you, Gibson being the, the top one now. Having then, a great year. Oh, yeah, exceptional year. And then talk about Schwarzer. That will take us into our next team here, the Nationals. Yep. Uh, we had him marked down as a possible Rays guy. That was before uh, he uh, came out and said he wanted to play West Coast. So uh, Padres is where he's pretty – the deal's pretty much done. and hasn't officially went through. Yeah, but then uh, we got Schwarber. I think Schwarber is um, interesting because like the teams that need outfield, I always feel like if you're looking for an outfielder, you want a guy that can play defense. So I, I'm looking at Atlanta right now, and I'm thinking, oh, do they want Schwarber? Well, they got you know they got Jock Peterson. Uh, do they really want to take 
another outfielder that's not going to offer them the most defensively. I mean, nobody would argue with having his bat in the lineup because offensively, I think, besides from Bryant, he's the best offensive piece in this trade deadline right now. Uh, yeah. There's Story, too, but I think Schwarber is on par with Story, especially having an insane year this year. So, like, you'll, you'll overlook that defense, but White Sox also need a DH. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, I th- it, Schwarber's going to go. I mean, anybody's going to take him over. I mean, they're not going to think twice about him because of his uh, his defense. The question is, you, can you afford him, though? Yeah, that's one thing as well as his, uh, his price tag he's got. Yeah. I'm sure Turner has a very high price tag as well, Trey Turner. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's getting traded. No. no. Uh, there's not, His name's getting tossed around. I don't think he's going anywhere. Same thing with our next guy, Bell. I don't think either one of those guys are going anywhere. Yeah, Bell, I just put Bell on here because he's an intriguing piece because he had such a great year a couple years ago. Yeah. Started out the season MVP like discussion and then just dropped, dropped insanely off the face, and now he's not even a starter. Yeah, it, I mean... He'd be a good bench bat, and it always seems like the bench bats get dealt, so I'm going to disagree. He is going to get dealt. Bench bats always move around this time. That's true. But, I, yeah, I, I guess that is true. I, I think the low buying price yes, is going to help yeah, him move. He's not gonna, you're not going to have to give up a lot to get him. But, you know, there are our sellers here, you know, with the Cubs, Rockies, D-backs, Twins, Rangers, and Nats. Of course, there's going to be other, other teams that are going to be... a sellers there or these are those are sellers here and then you know that'll take us right into our uh our buyers all right so first team on our list of buyers is the st louis cardinals my team uh offensively we're not you know it's not like we don't have our holes offensively but our biggest need is pitching we've had five starting pitchers on the aisle at one time this year um, we need to get something going get get some help there and that'll help our bullpen i think yeah, but I mean, me and you have had this conversation several times when we've talked about baseball. Is uh, the Cardinals always find these pitchers out of nowhere? I mean, we had seven starting pitchers coming into the season, but it doesn't matter when five of them get on the IL. You can't bring in. That's I mean, tr- you can bring in one or two guys that are going to do really well. You can't bring in five. That that's true. Yeah, I mean, I uh, don't don't get me wrong. They need pitching, but I th- they typically always find find a way to get it done. Yeah, and some of these guys are coming back. They'll be healthy, so. They might be fine, but it also would not hurt them to make a move at the deadline. We know the Cardinals don't normally do that, though. Yeah, and then staying in the the division there, we're going to go to the Brewers. Uh, they don't really have a lot of needs. Yeah. I mean, I mean offensively, you can always get better. but Yeah, I saw their name on the list here, and I was like, hmm, what, what, what do they need? I mean, a little more offense. But they did I mean, get Escobar. Yeah. They got yeah, that. They did get Escobar here. Yeah, uh, but then I guess that I'll move on to our next team here. Uh, we'll go up to the Padres. Yep. Uh, they pretty much got what they needed uh, in pitching. They got Adam Frazier too. Yeah, they got Adam Frazier, Schwarzer. Uh, yep. They could use some bullpen help. Wouldn't yeah. Hurt. Yeah, I mean bullpen help is always a always a plus there. Yeah. Especially, I think Schwarzer was their last piece that they needed to really be a World Series contender. Yeah. Um, the Astros, I think the top World Series contender in this division, they could use the bullpen as well. Oh, yeah, they need bullpen and a uh, little outfield, yep. outfield help. But I think they're going to fight the Braves trying to get an outfielder. Yeah, that's very true. But the Astros are 
also very a very very good team right now anyway i mean they're considered a yeah a world series contender already they just need a little push to push yeah. them over the edge here white Sox starting pitchers they got the names they're not performing they got you know the top two in the rotation i mean lance lynn's doing great the number two three spots are like the average and that four and five spot are terrible for them they also could use a dh yeah dh is always useful i mean that's why I thought Schwarber. Yeah, that that would fix their whole tremendous. I mean, if they got Schwarber, insane Schwarber, boost. Yeah, that that boost them. Probably. I mean, I think they're already a dark horse World Series team. Yeah. But I think that'll take them to that people actually talking about it. Yeah. Our next team is the Braves. Came into the year as a World Series favorite. Yeah. They're definitely not got, now. Their outfield got annihilated. Um. My big thing with them is they came into the season, and my biggest complaint was they were an outfielder short. I mean, that wasn't a big complaint. That was like just a minor complaint. And then you lose Azuna and Acuna. Oh, yeah, both like, of them. Yeah. With, within two weeks of each other. And, like, yeah, you get Jock Peterson back, but they, they, they need more at the trade deadline. We're looking for that. Yeah, I, they'll definitely, definitely be buyers here. I mean, they definitely got to get some help besides the outfield. You know, they got to get a little bit of pitching. Yeah. Originally, if it weren't for their instantaneous outfield struggles, I would have thought they were just going to go for pitching. But at this point, the, yes. the more immediate hole is the outfield right now. Yeah, with the injuries and the arrests and all sorts. Of, yeah, they yeah. Def, definitely got to go a little uh, bit of yeah. outfield. That takes us to uh, our next team. Our athletics. Yeah. Um, there's, they, they're always going to make a run of that AL West bullpen is what they're going to need this year we all know they don't stick to their starters that much but yeah, yeah i mean that's pretty 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 easy there as a bullpen yeah. that's pretty much what all these teams need is, is pitching <laughs> there's a lot of pitching needs giants um giants again nobody thought they were going to make the world series and it's just interesting how they've made it work you know their strengths and weaknesses are so weird they could use a little bit of everything honestly yeah and they I'm, do they do they do everything really well but they could do everything better. So. Yeah, I totally agree with you that there. Uh, I mean, if you just look at it, I mean, start looking back at the beginning of the year. I didn't, I thought they'd be a playoff team, but I, I was like, there's no way they're making the World Series. But now, I mean, it's, it, they're they're really surprising a yeah. lot of people. I mean, myself included here. Yeah. But yeah, they get a couple. So they're not big in the buyer discussion. I don't think they they made their run at Scherzer. Yeah. Um, I, think now with the discussions where they stand right now with that being with the Padres that may not go through but, yeah but I haven't heard a lot of other things for them as buyers yeah okay all right so that only leaves the AL East teams and we were going to talk about the AL East a little bit more but we're running out of time because we want to cap this about an hour so we're just going to talk about the AL East and their um their needs at the trade deadline we may go into a little bit more in depth about what we think they're going to do in the second half. So we're going to start this off with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are big conversation buyers, but they're in fourth place. Yeah, which, I mean, the Yankees and the Blue Jays are both are right, real close together. Game here. game and a half apart, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the Yankees as of like last night, without counting the game, game today, I think there are nine games back. So they're probably nine and a half games back now. Blue Jays about the same ballpark. Uh, I mean, the Blue Jays are a pretty good team. Yeah. 
But I mean, that the whole AL East is all pretty evenly matched up. They just got to be able, when they all play well, they'll be evenly matched up. Yeah. But there's not all playing well at the same time. The Blue Jays' major weakness is starting pitching. Yeah, that they got Hinjin Ryu and nobody else. Yeah, which they, we're gonna look at it here in a moment. The entire AL East has terrible starting pitching. Yeah, but the Blue Jays is actually like the worst somehow. Yeah, starting pitching is something they need. Uh, offensively, they're good. Yeah, I mean they, they wouldn't get, hurt to have another piece though. Offensively, yeah, another another big bat's never uh, never a bad idea to get, especially at the trade deadline. We got a lot of them yep. available. Uh, they'll take us into our next. Let's jump to the Yankees now. I think since they're yes. just right above them in the standings. Yeah, the Yankees. I mean, the only thing they need is pitching. Yeah. You know they could use another ace or not another starter, and they need a couple bullpen pieces. Again, AL East has done absolutely terrible in the starting pitching realm. I mean, all the Yankees have is Garrett Cole right now. Yeah. I mean, you can toss some other names out there, but like all oh, these guys, but. I mean, you can trust him for a start here and there, but like you can't outside of Garrett Cole, you don't trust a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, even Garrett Cole today had had a little bit of a breakdown. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just crazy how bad pitching has been in this uh, in this whole division. Yeah, I'm not panicking on the Yankees bullpen. I think they have the pieces. They have a couple injuries. Chapman, I know he's going to pull it together. I'm not yeah. too worried about them there. Yeah. Offensively, they pulled they pulled all their things that they needed. Yeah, so really the only thing they need is uh, is some pitching there, and then that'll just take us uh, take us up to their rival there, the Rays, and the Rays. Second yeah. place, yeah. Rays second place here. Again, starting, starting pitching. Pitch, yeah, pitching. Uh, that all pretty much all this division needs is, is better pitching, and uh, and then you know the Rays could use a could use some catching, but I mean that's not a huge need. Yeah, I mean they got Zunino, but like, right? They do. Season. Yeah, I they should. There, goodness, I'm rusty. Um, but yeah, they could use they they could use some more offense. Left-handed reliever, also their bullpen isn't the strongest in division, which is kind of why I think the Red Sox may be in control here, and why I think the Red Sox could actually pull out and win this division. They were exactly like the Giants. They surprised all of us at the beginning of the year. I think just jumping out right in front and not really giving it back. Um, their starting pitching has been good, but I don't think that's what they're going to target at the deadline. I think they could go for a bullpen piece, and I think they're really going to try to pull in some offense. If they make a, if they if they make a good move at the deadline, I think they'll hold the number one spot in this division, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the Red Sox will. Uh, I think the Red Sox have this division not in the bag, but I think they they'll win it pretty yeah. fairly easily. Now, yeah, looking back at the beginning of the year, I was like, yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll win it. You know, I thought. You know they got off to the hot start. I was like, oh, they'll cool off. They won't. Uh, they won't win it. But now I think the Red Sox are gonna. I don't, I don't think they lose this. Yeah. So come back next week. I think we'll actually get farther into the AL East breakdown, and then we can hopefully move into the NL East breakdown, and then we'll we'll come up with some other fun topics, and we'll actually summarize what actually happened at the trade deadline. Sorry. Right, so we'll see you then. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. This is No Witsky with Bryson French.